STC pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. Boom, we're live. Okay, ditch your notes right now. There's no need. How notes? Ditch. No need for me to be talking and Dude. you not paying attention as usual. This is a STC pod. You know we can't remember anything. That's that's what people love. I need my notes. They love it. You complain when I never have anything. It's like how you don't. I don't come anything. prepared. You don't need anything today. Today's the big show. You're finally back from this crazy vacation you went on. Hmm. We can talk about that for a good hour. Well, I don't think we need to take it to that kind of extreme, but... Oh, um, I think so. I want to take it back to the beginning. I want to talk all about it. The beginning of how I never wanted to go on it in the first place? <laughs> that went over well. So you say. You kept saying that. You do. Why wouldn't you want to go on a Caribbean vacation? Because we had just done all the rentals, so I just I felt we didn't need to uh, spend any more money. Yeah, you got well, lots of money. Saved up for it a little bit, but... Yeah, you're fine. I could have just stayed home. That's no, my vacation. No, I think you're pretty excited. I noticed you got a little more bronzing in the days leading up to it. So how did that happen? Bronzing. Yeah, was there some tanning? Tanning going no, on? No, some pre-tan? No, zero. Is that part of your repertoire on a on a sunny vacation, the pre-tan? Uh, you probably should, uh, which I didn't. And subsequently, I got a burn on my left side because I somehow managed to forget to put sunscreen there. So I was walking around for about three days with this massive uh, continental-shaped uh, imprint on my left side, whereas the rest of my body was all protected by uh, sunscreen. I was in a rush dealing with uh, the kids and stuff. Yeah, so I don't know. We went to, um, the whole thing was we just went to uh, Montego Bay in Jamaica, and the wife booked the uh, whole trip, and she did a great job, but... <clears throat> I don't know. Like I said, I just wasn't really, I thought it would just be better if we stayed home, but she wanted to get away. So we got there and it was the biggest resort that we've ever stayed at. What's the name of the resort? It was one of the uh, Bahia Principe resorts. Ooh. So it's a Bahia Principe. Okay. It's a well-known chain. It's everywhere you go, you're going to find those resorts. And uh, we stayed, those are pretty much the only ones we've stayed at, though albeit the earlier ones have been uh, certainly much smaller and uh, more intimate, but this one was fucking massive. But you must have been staying in one of those private cabins that's like floating out in the water Is that and what shit? you think? Yeah. Is that, no. With the glass bottom? No, this is Jamaica. This is not... Yeah, they got uh, those in Jamaica. No, they don't. They got that over at, at the higher-end island resorts, like the Turks and Caicos or whatever you want to call that stuff. Yeah, they got them all over. You wouldn't be in like the regular population with everybody. I was, but we were, we were like in the, um, what's it called? There's like the luxury class suites, <laughs> and we were like in the ones below that. But uh, we got two rooms: one for the mother-in-law who came with us, and then my wife, me, and then the two kids uh, stayed in another one where there's. So we had like two queen-size beds, a crib. And like a a couch bed as well. Two queen size beds. Yeah. So both you and the kid had to downsize their regular sleeping arrangements. What do you mean? I got one bed. The wife got the other bed. 
our daughter was in the crib, and then our son slept on the couch bed. Oh, yeah. Well, he major downgrade for him. He's used to his California king. Yeah. So he he down. Well, yeah. So the three of us downgraded, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. <sighs> but we got our own beds. Okay, back it up. How was the plane ride with the kids? Did you drug them? Well, me and the son sat, sat together. Yeah, he was good because he has he was on his iPad, and then. Uh, the, the wife, the mother-in-law, and our daughter, because uh, she had to be held still. She wasn't big enough for a seat, had their own seats. So she was all right. She walked up and down the aisle and said hi to people. And I think she may have got fussy once because it's like a four-hour flight. And, uh, yeah, so she was fine. Now, was the young lad looking out the window and all that? Uh, Must have been exciting. Yeah, like he was excited to get on the plane. He had a countdown 30 days leading up to it. <laughs> He's a big airplane guy too, right? Yep. So he was uh, pulling numbers off a tab to <clears throat> to do the countdown. And then he, you know, he likes, because he's been on a plane once before. So he liked looking out the window. Oh, yeah, of course. So been he had the window seat. And yeah, he had a good time. Uh, so we got there. You know, it's just the usual resort. We're... Uh, you spent your days by the pool. This one was weird because it had like four or five different pools, and it wasn't. It didn't seem focused to have its uh, relaxation on the beach. It was more like a pool resort. Mm-hmm. But it had like three different beaches as well, which I I don't understand. It wasn't your usual beach where it was like miles upon miles of sand in a straight line. Their beach coastline was all curvy, so I guess that's how the beaches were divided up. So once you got there, you're miserable. How long uh, was you were yeah. you miserable for? Well, it usually takes me like a couple of days to wind down and uh, two I days was, of miserable. I was a, yeah, I was a piece of work this entire vacation. Piece of work, let me tell you. I gotta go. <laughs> I think I need to see somebody. Yeah, that's why we do this. <laughs> but this it was is our the, couch. Um, it wasn't really relaxing because yeah, I know it was it was for the kids, right? But you know they're still at the certain age where. You know, we'd get up, run down, put your chair, your blankets on the chairs to reserve your chairs by the pool, come back up, get the kids ready with sunscreen and all that, go to your buffet lunch or your breakfast, go to the pool till lunchtime, take the kids to lunch. They come back for a little bit, play for a little bit. Then they have to go up for their naps. So mm-hmm. someone has to go up and stay with them for the nap. And then they get up and then it's, you start getting ready for dinner time, and then you go to dinner. What do you mean getting ready for dinner time? Is this like James Bond, where you put a tuxedo on to go down there? No, well, you would, depending on what restaurant mm. you booked, or if you're going to the buffet, you dress appropriately. Appropriately. And, uh, yeah, there's a dress code. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean? Okay. And uh, that was that's, it. Maybe that's and why that it's not fun. was the same routine for like seven days in a row. Maybe you, it wasn't fun because you didn't, it wasn't casual and you felt you had to keep this, uh, keep this schedule. Why are the kids going for naps? Because they're wiped out for the day. They, always, they still have to have naps. No, they don't. Your kid's like, what, nine now? Still needs a nap? Four and two. Four and two. Two, you can, you know. She needs a nap. And you he c- needs a nap because they, 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 they would both sleep for a good couple hours. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't think so. I think this is you. And then so I would stay up in the room with them so the wife would be able to have some her time in the sun, you know, just relax by her and her mom without the kids. What would happen if you didn't run down there and get your stuff on a chair right away by the pool? 
Like if you the were chairs just, would be taken, and then you wouldn't get the seats that you want closer to the shallow end, where it's more for the kids, so that they can play by themselves while you can sit, you can sit in your chair if you want. Was it really that rammed? Yeah, like the seats fill up, man. What about the beach? Go down to the beach. It didn't really kids want to, love the kids. The beach. Didn't want to go to the beach. Kids really. love. She the didn't beach. want to go. If we asked her, he went down once with me. Uh, in the afternoon one day and he played in the sand for about half an hour but <laughs> that was it like it was just it was, like I said it wasn't really set up as a beach resort it was more of like a, like a pool resort kind of thing and then if you went to the beach and you wanted drinks you'd have to walk kind of far to get it and then obviously there's no bathrooms there so he was going to the bathroom constantly so I would have just I would have probably just blew my top. That's right. You took him to the beach once. You looked at the beach, the sand, the people around you said, all right, son, you've had enough. That's enough for <laughs> Let this. Let me teach you this is not the kind of beach that we go to. <laughs> Was it like a superior beach where you got the cabanas and all that, the dressing tents? No. And you got the waiter running out to you? Not when we were there, but there may have been the odd waiter, I guess. Right. So there you go. Sounds nice. Then you got to tip and pay for all that stuff, man. I can go get my own drinks. I got no problem with that. I got two legs. <laughs> and the cabanas weren't. It was just the usual uh, umbrella trees with the chairs under it for shade. Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> like I said, it wasn't your pro- prototypical resort that you've been to. I don't know. It was just more of a hang around the resort, hang around the pool kind of thing. Well, Yeah. Because these resorts, they don't, like, want you to take day trips places and explore the island a little bit. I don't know. I think they do, but... <laughs> yeah, I imagine they do. I don't, I don't do. think they... Because uh, there, was, there was people in the lobby that you could book trips with. Certainly. Did you even consider for a second leaving the resort? No. Hell no. Are you crazy, man? <laughs> I would I'd never have made it back home. I would have got killed probably. You don't do that at these places. It's not safe. <laughs> Come on. You don't. You just remarked how nice the highway was and all that. It like it matter. stepped up. You see, and then you see what you, you pass as you're driving to the resorts, which is like derelict houses. It's uh, not, uh, it's not. You gotta, you gotta get out and experience. It's crazy though. Like there'd be like stretches of just literally like run down shacks and shit. And then interspersed among them, you'd see houses that we would call like mansions here mm-hmm. next to like hovels. And they're all gated in with, uh, there'd be gates and fences around these places. And, and there wouldn't be a window that doesn't have like a uh, uh, metal bars on it to stop people from breaking the glass and climbing in, no matter how nice the house was. Hmm. Okay. So you'd run down first thing in the morning, throw stuff on chairs so you could lock in your seats. Then you run back for breakfast. What are you eating every morning? There's buffet breakfast. What's on there? Normal stuff or crazy man, stuff? Everything. And my normal would be like, like, you know, scrambled eggs. Sorry, like an egg omelet and a uh, bunch of fruit. Have a bunch of, uh, uh, what do they call it? Momitas, mas- what the fuck are they mm-hmm. called? Keep going. <laughs> I want to <laughs> hear it. I want to hear you work it out. <laughs> Mojitos. Is that oh. it? 
Mojito. No, I don't know. What the fuck? Mimosas? Mimosas. That's what I said. <laughs> I'd either have a Bloody Mary or mimosas for breakfast to drink. Nice. A couple coffees. A bunch of fruit. How was the coffee? We were, you were worried about the coffee. Everyone was saying Jamaican coffee. I don't know what kind of coffee it was. It's garbage, though. It was no good. It wasn't rich. No. Bold. Strong. But that was it. Did they it have was better than the coffee I had Dominican. I know that much. Did you try like their espresso bar portion? Did they have that going? No, there's no espresso bar. I'm sure there would have been. No, I'm sure there was. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it was hard for us to get reserved restaurants for dinner time because um, you couldn't book ahead of time. You had to wait till you got to the resort, and they're all pretty much booked up. I think we had three sit-down dinners, two at uh, one at an Italian restaurant right on the beach. Two at the uh, Japanese and one at, or maybe we did have four. One was at some other one. And then the other three nights were at the buffet. But you got buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You get kind of sick and tired of it. Well, I guess. Well, you know, you have certain dietary requirements. So obviously I was wondering if, you know, you brought Nona with you to cook, cook some spaghetti up. No. I had the spaghetti at the Italian restaurant and... uh no uh, Grandma Caprio? No. <laughs> it's, it's Again, it's Jamaican, Jamaican style trying to be uh, something that it's not, like Italian or Japanese, right? Like, Well, yeah, because you're there, so explore their food. Did you have a roti? No. Holy Christ. I don't know what the hell a roti is, man. It's I had wonderful. Some, I had their version of jerk chicken, whatever that is. Well, that would be their version. That'd be <laughs> I them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It, it was the guys. Uh, I don't know. It's no different than the stuff we get at the cafeteria here, man. Come on. Yeah. What was the uh, wildest thing on the menu there? They Surprisingly, they didn't have a lot of seafood. There was one night that they had crayfish as one of your, and this was in the buffet. You could grab crayfish along with your meal. But it was like literally the live crayfish put in and then cooked. So mm-hmm. you'd have to peel the legs off and yeah. the shell. You know, if it's a lobster, it's different because everything is bigger and easier. But yeah, it'd be like you having to cook your shrimp and then take all the legs and the shell off and then you could eat it. So and how then do that for another one, right? So it's just a real pain. How much experimenting besides your spaghetti did you try on your trip? Not much, man. Not much. I went with what looked good, what I knew would be good. Uh, Yeah, so. But I had a lot when I ate, so I I should have weighed myself. I don't know if I've, I'm probably back to normal. But uh, I don't think I gained weight or, I wasn't. I did have two days of uh, bowel issues (laughs) where I had to uh, eventually take, um, not gravel, but what's it called? Uh, Metamucil or something? I don't know. Sure. That gets you going. To calm your stomach down. Was this right away this was happening? Uh, this was about day three. Where after I went four times in one day, uh, <laughs> it was burning and hard to sit down. So the wife forced me to take this, whatever it was, these two pills. And it helped out. I still went a lot the next day, but then after those two days, that was it. And then did you have a problem the other way that you couldn't go after that? No, man. It was going every day. 
but just those two days was like I did enough for no, for a week. <laughs> so uh, yeah, not take that, you anywhere. Sorry, can't take you anywhere. Well, I was eating a lot. It's not like I was just <laughs> eating nothing. It's, I probably had maybe I had something bad. I don't know. But it, it was like rich food, like rich, richer than what I would eat here, right? So on a consistent basis. So uh, maybe that was part of the issue. And drinking? How much drinking? A lot of drinking. Started out with breakfast. I was never drunk. What? I was never drunk. Why not? What's your problem? Because I would just fall asleep. <laughs> well. You know, for breakfast, I'd probably have like, you know, three or four uh, mimosas or, or uh, Bloody Marys. Bunch of coffees. And then you start drinking when you get by the pool. So you'd have whatever, like whatever daiquiris or dumb drinks or and the beer was shit it was uh red stripe which i guess is their yeah national brand yeah garbage so then you force the kids into an afternoon nap and what are you doing during that time i would lie in the bed and read a book and, and sip on a beer why not go out into the balcony with all your drinks <clears throat> and stuff uh, and because sometimes i would just pass out while i was reading too so i just might as well be in bed so Joe wanted a nap, so the kids got to take a nap. No. The kids the slept kids away in the nap, vacation. So I was nice enough and a good husband to go up and take care of it. Oh, boy. And uh, that was it, man. That was the same thing. Repeat next day. Repeat next day. Well, did the wife want to go out on an excursion? No. A little adventure? No. Did uh, the mother-in-law take the kids aside for a little bit of time? No. Nope. Give uh, Joey some time? <laughs> You're doing the finger diddling? No. <laughs> what? I like your finger finger diddle sign. What that you're is doing going there. on? Damn, Damn man. it's happening. It was uh, kids for us, man. So yeah, I was a miserable fuck. Okay, at night, what goes on? Because they have shows and shit like that. Oh yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> well, first off, kids go to bed at eight o'clock. So I would go up to the room, and then the wife would stay up with the mother-in-law, and they'd go have some drinks on the patio by the bar or taking a show or something, right? <clears throat> so I'm up in the room. They're in bed. So fine. I'm watching my iPad or reading or whatever, right? Which is cool because I want her to have fun, so that's why I went up. And um, and then they start with the with the Jamaican drums or it'd be like a magician or some band singing and the shit would go on till 10 30 11 o'clock at night every night not 10 30 yeah 10 30 <laughs> i'm sleeping by nine and i gotta hear this shit till uh 11 o'clock at night i tell you what when people spend this kind of amount of money to go on a vacation far yeah, I away want, i want quiet they don't want to sleep. They want to spend as much time awake, enjoying, nope. having good times as possible. I have a good no. time lying in bed with <laughs> peace and quiet. That's why our last resort, when we went to the, the private hotel on the island, fucking quiet. It was beautiful. Mind you, there's no kids at, at that resort, so it was. It's uh, probably why I liked it so much. Well, and that was the last vacation we went on before you, this one. You mean there were kids down there enjoying the show? Up until 10.30 at night? Who knows? I wasn't down there. Probably, because normal people would let their kids experience... Uh, Good parents don't let four-year-olds and two-year-olds stay up till 10 or 11. Because they should be in bed. Because <laughs> they need their sleep. 
Daddy needs quiet when he wants to go to sleep. Not hearing uh, Jamaican drums going off at 11 o'clock at night. Wow. <clears throat> Sounds like a good yeah. time. So then I got angry at <laughs> nighttime. I got angry in the daytime. Oh, I was a real treat in this vacation. All right. Well, time came for you. Your trip seemed short because you were, we had uh, Buried on Mars do his radio show. Was that well, that Saturday was night? on the Saturday night, which was the it was seven days, the usual seven day trip. So yeah, um, we got there on Saturday, and then we were leaving the following Saturday. So this was the best part of the trip that just sealed the deal and makes me want to go back. We were supposed to catch the bus at the at the hotel uh, s- Saturday morning at ten thirty. We're sitting in the lobby and just happened to, to see what time it would be, like confirm the time, and we find out that it's delayed. So if we hadn't gone and checked, no one would have told us it was delayed. Your plane. <clears throat> the plane, yeah. So that's fine. We're still at the hotel, so at least we can, uh, we find it's not going to be there till one or something, right? So that sucks, but we go store the luggage. Uh, we already checked out of the room, so we stored it. Got the kids dressed. They spent a couple hours by the pool again. Then we had lunch. You got had an extra day of paradise. No, I want to leave first thing when it's time to go. You had a bonus day. A bonus <coughs> I don't, day of no, pleasure. I paid extra to leave early on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, fine. I can understand. There was plane issues, right? So, yeah, we have lunch. All right. Bus is going to be there for around 1.30. Get there again. Get our luggage. Nope. Find out there's another delay. More plane issues. Uh, the bus is not coming until 5.40 in the afternoon now. Uh, we decided we decide just to hang out in the lobby, have drinks there and relax. Bus finally comes at 5.40. We get to the airport an hour later. And we find out that the plane isn't going to arrive, or we can't board the plane until 11.30 at night. So this is a full 12 hours almost from when we... Uh, should have pretty much almost been on the plane. <clears throat> so we hung out in the, uh, they gave us all uh, access to the VIP lounge just to make up for these plane issues because Air Canada ended up having to uh, send another plane from Toronto to come get us because the first plane was having issues. And I guess they decided to scrap it. Yeah, we were spending in the lobby and then I saw on Twitter that uh, Kevin from Barry Mars was uh, doing one of his uh, BM radios shows. So luckily, we had Wi-Fi there. I logged on, and unfortunately, for some reason, I got I got it on Twitch, but my audio was crap, so it would cut in and out on a constant basis, but the uh, live chat seemed to work, so at least I got to say hi to you guys and <coughs> see what was going on, so that was cool. I kind of, but I wish I, you know, if the flight had been on schedule, I would have been able to partake in it better. So yeah, uh, originally we were supposed to catch the bus at 10.30, got delayed till 5.40. We didn't get on the plane at the airport until 11.30 at night. Four hour flight back and we didn't get back to our house until 5 a.m. Sunday morning. Whereby I went to bed, had three hours sleep and then had to get up with the kids. And then start doing laundry, which is the best part about coming home from a vacation. Did laundry all day. 
had a nap in the afternoon when the kids went down again, and uh, yeah, so we our whole weekend was blown because of this uh, twelve-hour delay of the flight. Twelve hours. Compensation? Don't know. The wife uh, meant to ask her. She she wrote a complaint email, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> so great way to end the trip. Well, you know, it was very. Your delay was still, you know, pleasurable. No. You still have pleasure. No. And you're treated like you're a VIP. You're irritated. You're I angry. Heard, you're tired. I heard VIP at the end there. You got uh, two radio. kids that are exhausted. Exhausted. And were a freaking treat. Though, <clears throat> on the plane ride home, I should have almost forgot to mention this, I did watch uh, The Martian. Oh, yeah. Well, I haven't seen that well, why don't we just hold off? Because uh, you haven't done the intro yet. What have we been talking for two hours already? We got uh, Captain Cartridge Canuck lined up to come on the show. Let's get the intro going. And Jeez. It has been half an hour. What the, we gotta, <laughs> can we organize the show better? <laughs> All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of STC Pod. This is episode number 74. Please remember to subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash start to continue. Follow on Twitter at STCPod. That's the account that Bill handles. And check me out on Twitter at AC Decepticon. Please bookmark both of our websites, stcpod.com, as well as angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. Listen to us on iTunes under the title search STCPod, as well as my other podcast, Transformers and Beer. You can check out STCPod on Podbean which is stcpod.podbean.com. And if you're listening to us, why not check out some other great podcasts and blogs from our community at www.cartridgeclub.org. As always, Bill and I want to give a big thank you to all of our loyal listeners who tune in week in and week out. Let's get on with the show. Yeah, you know what? Speaking of our listeners, I wanted to put it out there. We got banned from Facebook, of course, because we are too edgy. Too cool. Too cool. Uh... They don't get us. So any of uh, any of our friends out there that uh, are on the Facebook and see us put a new show out, hey, promote it on Facebook. Why not? Help, help us out because uh, that's an avenue we can't get to because the, the man won't allow it. But if you're on there, if you're playing ball with them, uh, help promote the show out there on Facebook. Pass it along to your friends. And you were talking about The Martian. Yeah, it was just it was one of the movies that was available on the plane, and, and there was other ones too. Like um, this was a really nice plane they sent back, I guess, to make up for the the crap one that wouldn't get us back home. But um, the movie selection was really good. Like a lot of it was fairly recent stuff. Like the Peanuts movie was on there, which I wanted to see, but I wanted to watch that on big screen. And some other ones I can't remember right at the moment. But uh, I just picked The Martian because you and I have both uh, read it previously, and um, so I wasn't too upset about watching it on a small screen, and I kind of figured the book would be a lot better. There's a lot left out, I think. Mm. I think, well, you and I did it differently. Like This is the first time, or this is the first book that I actually listened to as opposed to read. And I found that to be a really enjoyable experience. I don't know if mainly just because The Martian is, a lot of it's done like in voiceover or thought aspect as opposed to dialogue, uh, like a one-on-one dialogue conversation piece. So I really enjoyed it as a book, and uh, I think the movie missed out on a lot of the voiceover. 
mind you, of course they have to rush it and fill in all the spaces, but they left out a lot of the technical aspects I really enjoyed that oh, were brought up really? in the book. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. Like visually, it was still great. It was just I I, I enjoy the the more scientific aspect of what they brought up in the book. So, did it try to be too funny? Was that an issue? It was more tongue-in-cheek stuff than anything. I don't know how they still classified it as a comedy for for the Oscars, right? Or for the awards that it was going for? Yeah. People's Choice, I think. Yeah, People's Choice, whatever it was. But um, Or was it Golden Globes? I don't remember. <clears throat> oh, no, it would have been the Globes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so, anyway, it it's still worth watching. Just uh, if you haven't read the book or listened to the book, I would do that first. Yeah, great book. Oh. Goddamn great book. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, that took care of that, and that was a flight home. That mercifully killed uh, almost two hours. Hmm. And then I passed in and out of consciousness for the other hour and a half. Were you in that luxury seat that no, folds we, all down into a king-size bed? we passed by the uh, first class, obviously, as you're boarding a plane. And this plane had the really nice first class where it was like, your seats were all individual, and you could almost lie down like in a bed, and you had your own TV screen, <coughs> and like computer section. And it was just like, what? This is awesome. Yeah. No, we were back in section number four out of five on this plane. Hmm. What kind of plane was it? Seven thirty-seven. Oh uh, yeah. It's not um, a big boy, but. Wasn't double decker, right? No, no. Was it heavy? It was super long. I think it had up to. I think this had five sections, with uh, ten seats in each, uh, going across the plane, body wise. Hmm. Four in the middle and uh, three on each side. Hmm. So still a good size. Well, sure. But uh, there's no first class. Let me tell (laughs) you. Never sat there and probably never will. (laughs) <laughs> Once this show takes off, mister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, another thing I did on this trip, which was uh, I really wanted to bring up because of something that I haven't done in the longest time just due to, you know, work, the kids, renos, life bullshit. And it's something I used to do on a continu- constant basis was uh, re- actually reading. I, I loaded up my Kindle. So I didn't want to bring any of my paper copy books and get them wrecked. But I started reading my Wheel of Time series. You ever heard of that? No. No. What? No. <laughs> it's a book? No. <laughs> anyway, it's a great series. This is the fourth time I've started reading it because it's, uh, I believe there's 14 books in the series. Oh, Christ. And each book uh, is probably minimum 600 pages. But it's taken so long for each book to come out <clears throat> that I would uh, originally start reading it and then get to the last book and have to wait for the new one. And then by the time the new one came out, I forgot what happened, so I go back and read. So I've done that three times, and I stopped until I finally said enough is enough. I stopped until all 14 books were out. And uh, actually, the original author passed away, so the last two had to be finished by someone else. Oh. So uh, 
They finished, I think, a couple of years ago, and I'm finally said enough is enough. I got to get back into it. So I read the first book while I was there, and just started the second one as we were leaving there. So uh, <clears throat> it's the uh, Wheel of Time series. Apparently, it's one of literature's greatest achievements in epic fantasy. It's mm. written by the late Robert Jordan, so that's the original author. Oh. And it was completed post post posthum. How do you say it? Come on. Posthumously. There you go. Big boy. <laughs> uh, by his successor, Brandon Sanderson, who's also an uh, author in his own right and has a number of books under his own name. Yeah, he wrote a couple of Dukes of Hazard episodes. <clears throat> Who? <laughs> so keep going. You're crazy. Uh, there's 14 I want to interrupt books in your this, reading. <laughs> there's 14 books in the series, all of which continue the same story, weaving toward uh, the ultimate end. Books 12 through 14 were completed by fantasy author Brandon Sanderson, who was chosen by Robert Jordan's widow after he passed away. <clears throat> uh, Jordan had left behind an abundance of notes and audio recordings, which allowed uh, his family and Mr. Sanderson to tie up the series in a way that very closely matches his original vision. Uh, book one, which is called Eye of the World, is published in 1990. It's a story that takes place takes place both in our past and in our future. Uh, in his fantasy world, the Dark One, the embodiment of pure evil, is breaking free from his prison, and the overall plot is about a man who learns that he is the reincarnation of the world's Messiah and is once again destined to save the world from the Dark One, but possibly destroyed in the process. It's similar in the way to, uh, I guess, what a, a lot of people are reading or watching now, and that's with uh, the Game of Thrones series, where it's a massive world, um, Numerous, numerous characters and names. Uh, I don't know if it's to the extent where I know people's biggest complaint with uh, uh, Game of Thrones is there's too many people, too many names, and you forget about people. I've never had that issue with this series, and I've only briefly started the Game of Thrones series books, so I can't really give it a comparison that way. But uh, <clears throat> there's certainly a lot of names, and obviously... Being a fantasy book, it's not uh, like there's no wizards and bullshit like in this one. It's a different kind of magic that the men and women can use, though it's tied into the original source. I highly recommend it, man. It's a great series. I, I think the furthest wow. I've gotten was book number nine. So it sounds like something that probably could have been finished in 600 pages well, instead of 40,000 pages. Yeah. The, uh, so anyway, the, the Wheel of is Wonder. The Wheel of Time. The Wheel of Time. By Robert Jordan. The first book is called Eye of the World. By Michael J. Gordon. By Robert Jordan. Okay. Don't fucking screw what? it up. I want people to read this. It's good. Yeah, people are jumping all over this. If yeah. you like to read, read it. I'm Jesus looking Christ. for this uh, The Wheel of Wonder series by Dude. Kay Anderson. Jerry Anderson. I'm going to pull my pants down. Holy shit. Robert Jordan, Wheel of Time. <laughs> oh, and another thing I did on this trip was I finished my Mr. Robot season one. How about sit on the beach and enjoy yourself? Was that part of the trip? Could that have possibly been part of and, the trip? Uh, holy crap, Ro uh, this Mr. Robot was awesome. You know, There was a twist near the end that completely threw me. Well, I hope so, because I've been watching some of it while you were gone. I think I'm four or five episodes in. I'm not I'm not feeling the love I for it. I couldn't stop watching it, man. It gets a little hokey. No. 
First yeah. off, you're too critical and can't suspend <laughs> your disbelief on anything. <laughs> I can if it follows well, actually, the rules. Actually, you can suspend your disbelief because you think Conan is funny. <laughs> Why are we getting on Conan? But anyway, for those of you uh, looking for a great show, I recommend Mr. Robot. It just finished uh, season one this year. Or, sorry, last year, 2015. It's about a young antisocial computer programmer by the name of Elliot, who works as a cybersecurity engineer during the day, but at night he's a vigilante hacker. He's recruited by the mysterious leader of an underground group of hackers to join their organization. And his task is to help bring down corporate America, including the company he is paid to protect, which presents him with a moral dilemma. And although he works for a corporation, his personal beliefs make it hard to resist the urge to take down the heads of multinational companies that he believes are running and ruining the world. Yeah, we, uh, we already talked about premiered this. Premiered on the USA Network. We it's won numerous awards. We broke it down already. Shh. Last episode. Shh. Remember? And stars uh, Rami Malek, Christian Slater, and Grace Gummer. She's good. Well, Gummer. You like Gummers? Yeah. Oh, she's well, yeah. all right, man. She's great. I'm more impressed by the star of it, uh, Rami Malek. Uh, it gets on after a while. It's like, come no. on. Come on, dude. IMDb gives it 8.8 out of 10. Rotten right. Tomatoes gives it 96% likage. Listen, I, I'll keep going on it, but it, it is reached a little hump in the, in the storytelling. Well, you're not. It happens it, with every it, show because you have to see. It, you got to get over that hump to see what happens. I wonder if the whole thing is just a dream because that's how outrageous it can get. Well. I wonder if that's the hook. You're right, but you're not right. Don't ruin everything for people, but... Uh, I'm not, that's, hey, you have to find out. Yeah. All I said was you're right, but you're not right. Well, are you done reading stuff for a little while? You want to you hear what you're I watch? learning about fucking great shit you should be reading or watching? Yeah. The Wheel of Time Ooh, by Robert Jordan. <laughs> uh, I watched a movie last night. What did you watch? Turned it up loud. Spectre. Oh, that's another one that was on the plane. But I want to see that on the big screen. TV. Yeah. Uh, the f- first half was great. The opening, the prologue, amazing. Yeah, you're just hanging on by the seat of your pants for that opening. It, really cool. Well shot. The audio was outstanding. You've seen it in the promo where there's this helicopter flying around. He's having a fight scene inside of a helicopter. I tried not to see that, yes. And the helicopter's like orbiting around, and the audio is just panning through all the speakers. Just wow, wow, wow. It's, it was great. Great opening. Great setup. And then, man, you know, I like when movies uh, give, um, you know, respect to where they're from and you know, they, uh, what am I trying to say? Where they, you know, give little, uh, what do you mean? Where they're being shot? No, pause that for a second. No, keep going, man. <laughs> I'm in charge. What do you mean? Like the heritage, that kind of the culture? Yeah. Where they, where they tip their hat to older films. Right. Okay, so yeah. there's a bit of that going on, like a long train ride and stuff like that. It's, you know, James Bond always ended up on a train, you know, in a sleeper cabin. So it's fun to see that. But then the rest of the movie just fell into uh, formulaic James Bond stuff that I thought we were well past by this time. Such as? I don't want to give anything away, but 
you know, there's scenes where, uh, you know, the supervillain has James Bond and his female uh, friend, and he gives the whole, uh, all of his plans to James Bond, you know, and then he, ha- he could kill him at any time, but chooses not to, you know, real Austin Powers stuff. Yeah, but that would take, if that really happened, it would be like there would be no conversation or dialogue between the bad guys or good guys. You got to figure out a better way to do it. There are better ways to do it. Yeah, it's all exposition, but we don't need it. There's better ways to do it. There's better ways around it. Anyway, the, anyways, the script just needed a couple more, a couple more looks, a couple more passes to really make it something special. And there's a there's a villain reveal, which we've been waiting a long time to see, and it was just I didn't feel any. I should have uh. got chills when this villain was revealed, and I really didn't. Yeah, but do you really get chills with anything anymore? Yeah. Like what? I don't know. It happens. Did you get chills in the in the latest Star Wars movie? I didn't. Mm. And that should have been a movie where you got chills. Probably, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. When you first see the Tie Fighters sitting in the hangars, you know, maybe the hair on your hand started to stand up a little bit. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Anyways, there were great moments in Spectre. I, I'm going to say watch it, well, but it definitely does fall this apart is in the third act. surprising because this is coming from a guy who thought Casino Royale was not a good movie. Yeah. Which it was one of the best James Bond movies in I couldn't <laughs> tell you how long. No. Certainly revived and rescued the franchise. <laughs> I could watch that movie over and over no, again. No, any movie would have revived the franchise at that point. That was that was fluff. No. That was fluff. It was it was perfect. Anyways, this movie is coming off uh, what was the last one called? Uh, come on. Skyfall. Right. Skyfall had the great opening song by Adele. Had uh, you know, the car. It had, uh, it still brought back a little bit of humor, had tons of action. It was a great James Bond movie, in my opinion. And uh, they were riding off that high going into the this one. The guy wasn't great, though, man. And, this was, and his, his whole gimmick of, you know, the computer cyber hacker, and, and that's, how it, that's how it is to take care of the world or, or to, to do what you want in it, I thought was, it just wasn't powerful in that sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sitting sitting behind a computer and, and controlling the world or a stock market or doing that doing it that way just seems to be sort of a little bit petty and and not uh not action based or appropriate, I think, for what James Bond would be, right? Well, that's why we were, you know, dying to see Spectre come forward, you know, this organization that, that really No no you know, I know, but I'm referring to Skyfall. I thought that was the weak point in Skyfall. No, Casino Royale was the was the weak no, point? We're talking playing about poker, Skyfall. playing poker in a in a James Bond. That movie. was the beauty of it. It was so no, there good. There's no beauty of it. It was so good that all they had to do was sit at a table and just look at each other, and they were having a dialogue. No, they didn't be shooting guns. Oh my god! Yeah, we've the tension never seen there was the awesome. Uh, Eva Green walking around and her. <laughs> You're just in love with Eva Green. Oh, That's dude. Well, you get to see images images of her in this movie. Well, I can see images of her in uh, her current TV show. Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful. It's coming back soon. Oh, 
I've been without her for so long. I still got to catch up big time on that. Big time. That's season two episode where she was, uh, it was basically focused around her the entire episode and just her, uh, she was possessed or something. Yeah, writhing around on her bed. A couple of nudie scenes of her. <laughs> Anyways, other than that, uh, what the hell were we just talking about? We were talking about Spectre when you threw, threw it off track with your Casino Royale and Super Mario jumping beginning of it. And there was almost Super Mario jumping in the Spectre, but <laughs> You're it, he, he limited it to only two Super Mario jumps, and so I let it pass. But I was almost upset right at the beginning, but they let it go. They knew it was close to being outrageous, and they let it go. That was and it. by in case people are wondering what the hell Bill's talking about, by Super Mario Jump, he's referring to uh, the parkour... Parkour. Jumping, chasing scene at the start of Sky F- or Casino Royale. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what? Because he's a fit James Bond and a oh, skinny yeah. toothpick like your Roger Moore, who you're in love with? Which, there was a lot of nods to Roger Moore in this <sighs> Skyfall, and he really uh, was embodying Roger Moore, I thought, more than any other movie. I thought it was really good. He was really getting well, that, the charm... And the charisma. He's getting a little bit older, though. It was great. I love that bit where he was falling into the Roger Moore uh, kind of uh, visage. However, then it fell into the trappings of those less than stellar Roger Moore, James Bond formulas. So, There's I no, was, uh, no, no space jetpacks in this one, was there? <laughs> no, there was an out- outrageous technology, which they really didn't need to, to use, but... Um, well, anyways, I was not satisfied, but it's still worthy to watch. So you wouldn't say this one would Great fit audio. completely into your wheelhouse, would you? No, it's not. Well, yeah, not completely in my wheelhouse, but it's James Bond and, you know, everything else. You get to watch a James Bond movie. Other than that, I haven't been able to watch very much because, uh, near, I was playing near for the whole month, probably put around 25 hours into it. Played through it twice. Got two endings. So how many endings are in this game? Because I haven't been able to, one, find a PS3 version. So any of you out there that have or seen or want to get rid of a Nier for the PS3? Well, they're done with it now because the month is over. I'll, I'll take a PS3 version. I'll buy it off you. Just the, uh, kick us an email. Send me a tweet. That's why you're not listening to the Cartridge Club uh, podcast on it because they give away the whole stuff. Yeah, I don't want to have it ruined for me. Because I do, I do want to play this game, albeit I'll have to wait till I'm done this uh, pain in the ass one console challenge. But anyway, continue. You're, you're, you enjoy Nier. Are you done? Are you going to continue playing it or are you done now? No, I'm done. I played through it twice. There's two more endings, but those endings, um, like nothing throughout the game changes to get to those endings. Like the second ending, things changed as you played through it. But for the third and fourth playthrough, it's the exact same playthrough, just the endings are different. So rather than grind through it again, it's the end of the month. I just Uh. watched the endings on YouTube. So wait, every time you finish it, you start from the beginning and work your way through to the different ending? You, they start you over about the midway point of the game. Oh. So at what point do you choose your choices that allow you to have these different endings? How does that work? Is it always at the same spot or is it, um, like say you finish ending A. Yeah. How do you know that 
the next one is going to be ending B. That is will it? be natural for it to be the B ending. It knows you've already finished A. Oh, so well, that's what I mean, though. So you automatically have no choice but to go to B. You yeah. can't, like, skip B and go to the C no. ending. No, but when you're going for the C ending, there is a choice. You could take the D ending instead, I believe, but that would be a major mistake because I guess the game erases all of your save files if you do it out of order. Oh. Yeah, hmm. so not good. Anyway, so yeah, I, I YouTube the, the extra endings, and that was very satisfying. Great story. So good. Uh, check out the Cartridge Club podcast on it because they they go through it. Uh, they try to explain the story. The story is very uh, robust, and uh, there's a lot. It's very hard to explain. There's so many. I, I still don't understand what's really happening. What I saw in the prologue, how does that make sense to what happened at the end? I don't know. Anyways, check out that podcast. Found where? Where do you think? Would that be at www.cartridgeclub.org? Yeah. Where you find many great podcasts. Like ours. Yeah. And Retro Fandango. And the Cartridge Club. What are you rhyming off? I just I'm rhyming off a bunch of names of the podcasts on there. Oh. There's, uh, What's uh, uh, Leftover Bits? Leftover Bits? Leftover Bits? <laughs> leftover Bits? <laughs> Retroholics. Bonus barrel. Anywho. Um, oh, you know what? I wanted to bring up. When we do these awesome shows, just me and you. So every show. You know, when we don't have a guest, guest free, even though back in the green room we got cartridge lined up. I want to know what the hell do we call these shows so I can put in the title. You know, like Nerdist, if it's just just the, the guys talking without a guest, it's called a hostful. What can we call it if it's just me and you? Like a twosome or uh, Timmy Two Shoes or uh, it's retarded. Tugboat Annie. I don't know. It's just something. T. Nothing that starts with T. Nothing that starts with T? So now I you don't like want T's. But then people might get the wrong idea. Ah, uh, twosome is ordinary. So that, this is for the listeners. Come up with uh, your best idea. That we can call these episodes that are just the hosts. And uh, what, what are you going to offer them if they win? What? Why am I offering them something? Because <laughs> you're the one with all the stuff. You can have book six of The Wheel of Wonderment by Kate Winslow. Not my copy, though. <laughs> oh, man. Certainly not. My books are never to be read again from that series. Uh, book six is Lord uh, Lord of Chaos, by the way. Oh, Lord of Chaos. And so uh, next month uh, on the Cartridge Club, they're playing Alan Wake. Scary yes, game. I really want to play this game and own it just for the name alone. Well, that makes no sense, but... Uh, well, you've never bought something just because of the name. Why is Alan Wake a compelling name? It just name? sounds freaking cool. And the picture on the, on the cover of the box, just the way they did it, like it's almost like... Uh, uh, to me, the way they did the text and the lighting on the text with the shadowing reminds me of how they did the title for The Thing. Oh, The Thing. Yeah. The movie The Thing? Yeah. Yeah, with the lights behind it, like, coming out. Yeah. That's yeah. what it reminds me of. But uh, uh, it's, it's made by the same people that did uh, uh, the Max Payne series. Are you sure about that? Big Breakfast. 
<laughs> so, but uh, that's on. Is it on all the systems? Yeah, I think so. And you can get mm. on Steam, play it on your PC. Ah, fuck the Steam shit. <laughs> Steam is stupid. I I really should have got it when it was on sale, because then we could bring it to work and fool around at work. I don't have to have it on my big screen in the dark basement, being scared, because I don't I don't want to be scared. No. no. Well. Play it on a normal TV and not on a big screen like most people, and you'll be okay. Like, it's very dark. It's all about uh, light management, you know? Keep your flashlight going. Oh, so it sounds like it's a take on another series that I hate, which is Silent Hill, because that's too damn scary. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I finished the first one, but uh, I started playing... I think I played, like, 10 minutes of the second one and put it away and haven't touched it since. Scarred you? Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's, I think the second one, there's no weaponry or very minimal weaponry compared to the first one. The first one had a freaky ending with that nurse with the blood eyes. But um, uh, what was I going to say? All well, right. I don't have this game. I've been on lookout for it, but uh, it's still around the $15 range for me. I think I can find well, it for 5 somewhere, how much? people. 15 Oh, heaven forbid. No, it's out there for five. I know I can find it for five. Fifteen for that is decent. Drop it down to ten. Maybe we'll find one at the Barry Game Exposition. Well, that'll be Exchange. March 20th. Shouldn't we be keeping it secret? Why do we keep telling people about this thing? Well, because yeah, more people will be there. Nintendo Hodge uh, is a nice guy. From it's good to I, promote the community. From what I gather. We'll get some gaming karma. That's true. And uh, can I call a shotgun, Kevin? I don't know, can you? I don't know, can I? I don't think so. I'm calling shotgun. I don't no. think I don't think he wants Sarah can sit in the back mm, and relax no. and be chauffeured. No. <clears throat> and uh Kevin's buddy can be chauffeured. No, Sarah sits front, front side. Cause she likes to keep a watch on Kevin. In case and, he falls uh, asleep while yeah. he drives? Yeah, it's Has he got narcolepsy? Very questionable driving going on up there. Well, I'm calling shotgun. <laughs> if you see now, Kevin plays Battletoads. That's much like how he drives. Very, <laughs> and uh, very I think Sarah would actually like it to sit <laughs> in the back with her feet up and uh, maybe even have a nice nap and not be scared by Kevin's driving. I'll take that risk. You I'll will? put myself to go through the front windshield. <laughs> uh, oh, can I, can I thank you for being our uh, very special guest on episode 50 of uh, Transformers in Beer? Please. Oh, well, I, I just, Please thank I just me. said thank you. Thank you for coming on to my other podcast, Transformers and Beer, where we just celebrated episode number 50, and uh, you were gracious enough to come on, be our special guest, last minute, and uh, it turned out really well. I, I think fun. a lot of people enjoyed it. It was, uh, it was fun and different just to have uh, another person on our Transformers cast. That was cool. I got to uh, talk to M. It was pretty awesome. You finally got to see him. The, his mystery face was revealed. That's right. I even saw him beyond his arms. You know, we got to chat. Got to find out the what you keep secret from him. Nothing. What are you talking about? Oh, you know. Dude, worlds, stuff. worlds collide. That's right. That's worlds right. collide. You keep stuff from each other. <clears throat> you know. What do you mean? Well, like I'd say, um, you know, it'd be great if uh, M came on STC Pod. And you'd be, 
oh, no, he wouldn't, he would, he doesn't, he, no, he doesn't like that stuff. There's no way he would do that. Then I talked to him, and he's like, oh, my God, I'd love to be on that show. How That's do I make how that I interpreted happen? his, uh, <laughs> how, he, how he felt about it. Yeah. It seems very open, you know, willing to share all kinds of stuff. And, uh, but talking to Joe, no, 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 he doesn't, no, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't talk uh, to people or like anyone involved in anything he does. So I got, collide, dude. I got to talk to him directly. No. What time are we at now? Uh, we're at one hour. Oh, my God. You know what? We're out of time. Are we? Yeah. There's so much more I wanted to talk about. Supergirl, DC Legends, how I just bought another video game, how I've given up on a game on Super Nintendo because it's too hard. Well, Started another one and realized that's hard, too, and maybe I picked the wrong system and I can't play these <laughs> bloody games anymore <laughs> you know what that'll be a great conversation with our next guest uh all right we'll save that for that show so uh that'll be cool anyways what can you do we talk for an hour we got to keep these things low so people will remember to download us and give us listens give us retweets out there let the get the get the name out stc pod get us out there sorry what's going on you got something in your eye what do you what are you doing? Give me signals. That's <laughs> right. Give me the wrap up signal, man. Anyways, I want to apologize. We have to, uh, we ran out of time. We can't get Cartridge on this episode, but, uh, you know, we'll definitely have him on as soon as we can. Well, it's a good thing he's an understanding guy. All right. Well, once again, Bill and I just want to say thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. And if you can subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash start to continue. Uh, that'd be greatly appreciated. You can follow us on Twitter at SDCPod as well as at AC Decepticon. You can check out the websites, www.stcpod.com as well as angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. Listen on iTunes under the title searches STCPod as well as Transformers and Beer. And finally, if you're listening to us, make sure you check out and support others in our community. You can find them at www.cartridgeclub.org. No, please, 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 please this time. Did I say that one time? <laughs> yeah. Please, 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 please. Yeah. Oh, it is in my wheelhouse. Okay. Very good. That's it? That's it. All right. Post it and post it.